all, and welcome to episode 32 of the Hillcrest Duo. Today is May 7th, 2016, free comic book day, and this is a very big episode as earlier this week. We're going to get right into it eventually. Captain America Civil War came out, but first and foremost, I am your host, Brad Risto. I am at Outsider Brad on Twitter. I'm joined alongside Metal John. Good day, Brad. I am at Metal John Radio on Twitter. Exactly. Obviously, the big story this week is that um, Captain America Civil War came out, continuing the Marvel um, Cinematic Universe, But and that will be our um, uh, top uh, story, but anything else that um, happened to you this week, Metal? Uh, I did go see another movie. I saw the movie Green Room, which really? is a little bit of an indie fic- flick. It's about a, a, a like a punk rock band nice. that uh, gets booked to do a, a gig, um, so they, they go to this little gig to do it, and mm-hmm. it's like full of like um i i want to say like white supremacists and oh. and uh they witness a murder and oh, they get locked in this green room while the people in charge who happens to be patrick stewart uh, oh sir petty stew uh he's like in charge of this group and they're trying to figure out a way to like all right so these guys are locked in the green room we got to figure out we got a body we got things to get rid of we got to cover all this up so is it and it's and it's a pretty suspenseful movie yeah but I was... I, I, i'm gonna stop right there because i don't want to give away too much it's one of those movies that i almost recommend don't watch any trailers for it mm-hmm. outside of knowing just the one or two bullet points i gave you it's a good movie just to go see based on those bullet okay points. is it more a horror movie a suspense movie or an action movie uh, it's a mix between horror and suspense. Okay, I just I was wondering how that one was going down. Now, I suppose we should jump right into it, and that is the big story this week. Captain America Civil War came out, continuing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I saw it, you saw it. I guess we'll start out with um, uh, uh, giving this um, uh, you out there right now. There are going to be full spoilers here because... Hard to not talk about it without that. So, first of oh, all, yeah. what were your likes? Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think a lot of people are, are going to share some of my likes as well as your likes. Uh, so we'll just start right off. Uh, I'm going to start with Ant Man, Paul Rudd. Yeah, maybe about ten minutes of total screen time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the best one liners in the entire movie came out of his mouth. Yep, Paul Rudd, great comedic actor, and uh, just. Dialed up to 11 in this one because he was in it so little, they were able to just give him nothing but a material. Exactly. And, I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, I think he was probably my favorite part about the movie. You see, obviously, um, I would have a slightly different um, take on that, and we'll get to that later. But, no, I thought it was great. And I thought the scene where um, instead of being Ant-Man, he became Giant-Man was great. My The auditorium I was in erupted with applause when that happened. I, I never really clap when the big things happen in a movie. The most I'll do is a little tap, 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 clap. Yeah, I, I don't really get all, like, cheery, cheery in the movies. No, I've d- I get a little giddy. I'll be like, ooh-hoo. Yeah, you know, I, 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 do, I, like, I, I do a little of that, but nobody notices unless someone's well, yeah. sitting right next to yes, me and they happen to look to at me at that moment. That's what happens to me. I kind of do this. Yay, I'm happy. But, um, no, that I thought his um, uh, acting was great for me. One of my likes is was obviously the debut of Tom Holland as the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Spider-Man. I thought they nailed every bit of it from when Tony went to Queens to um, uh, see him to how he acted in battle because one thing that had been a problem with the um, uh, previous Spider-Man movies was, yes, he talked in the battle, but everything was a one-liner. That's not what Spider-Man always is. He's an awkward, nerdy guy, and he just doesn't know when to shut up. 
And that's what I loved about it. He didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, this movie, obviously, there was a lot of hype about Tom Holland, Spider-Man debut, and uh, how how involved he's going to be in the movie. And, you know, and he ended up having a bigger role than I thought he was going to have. Yeah, he had about... And, an- he had, he had about the same kind of equal role that Paul Rudd had. I mean, yep. let's be honest, both of those guys could have been cut from the movie and you wouldn't have known any better. They weren't necessary to the plot. It was nice to see them, but, and this is, a, I suppose, a nitpick that will probably come up later, but neither of them were needed, but they were both just so pleasant to have in it. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, like you said, Tom Holland, uh, I thought he I thought he played Played the Spidey role really well. I, I like his Intro, humor. Introverted and just kind of a dork. Yeah, exactly. And, and just um, his interaction with the people on Iron Man's side. He, he, he's on the young side. Yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, and, and both of these characters that we're talking about, Ant-Man and Spider-Man, kind of lead into, uh, you know, another, another big like for me with this movie. And that was that big airport fight scene. Oh, that was one of my favorite parts. I realize, and I'm going to get to this, I mean, when I get to uh, discussing more about the plot, but that was just the, I had a smile on my face throughout that whole, probably what, 10 to 15 minute segment. Yeah. Just smiling the entire damn time because everything about that was great. Yeah, I mean, every character was involved. Every character kind of did something that was true to their character. They and got to do really something cool. Yeah, they got to be them. You know, they got to do all of that, and and it was great. You know, they were doing their own thing. <laughs> Captain America leaving the kid from Queens to his own devices. Loved it. Where are you from, kid? Queens. <laughs> Brooklyn walks away. I I loved that scene. Now. One of the other thing that I really liked was, and this is probably going to be one of your nitpicks, but so we'll actually get into it right now. Was I thought this was a great continuation of the Winter Soldier story from Captain America Two. Yeah, the way it started off, um, you know, it, 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 it did kind of pick up a little bit right after Winter mm-hmm. Soldier, which was good. I mean, I I, I was going to say another like I had was I, I liked Crossbones in the beginning. I just yes. wish there was more of him. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I loved every fight scene in this movie. And one of the things I'm going to want to get on a little bit later in the podcast is the difference between um, uh, this movie and Batman versus Superman and why I liked this one so much more than the Batman versus Superman. But one of the biggest reasons was there was – a strong narrative thread. It wasn't scattershot. You had two main stories. You had the um, uh, storyline that was a continuation from uh, the other previous Captain America's movies, which was Bucky and um, Cap dealing with that. And then you had the new story element that was added in this one, which was obviously the Zarkovia Accords and the Avengers having to become under UN control and that fracturing the Avengers team. Yeah, no, I mean, this movie definitely didn't put in plot holes um, you know, that was our biggest complaint about Batman vs Superman was just all of the plot holes that were yes. in the movie. But you know, and and in a little defense to that, though, we we you know we we also revealed on this podcast that you know Batman vs Superman was originally like a four hour cut, yeah, and they had to cut it way down. So I could see why a lot of those plot holes were cl- mm-hmm. created. This movie here really, um, you know, as far as just keeping the plot going. Uh, they did a good job with it. Yes. Um, you know, I've got a long list of dislikes though, too, Brad. And oh. you know, and I'm I, a statement you just made. I, I feel the complete opposite. I actually like Batman versus Superman better than I liked Silver War. You see, I had seen that on uh, Twitter of, of when you had posted that. Once again, he's at Metal John Radio, <laughs> and I'm 
And I'm like, I can't believe it. And I re- and you probably know that puts you in a very small minority population yeah. amongst um, a and, comic book and movie fan. And, and I'm not here to debate. I'm not here to look to be a hater. And and you what I think what I what I think is going to be great about uh, you know as this podcast continues on this uh, discussing this movie is I'm looking for you to maybe you I'm, know I'm gonna, d- 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for I'm going to defend rebuttal, the honor r- rebuttal some of my points I will I'm going to make some points and and I want you to kind of maybe okay. rebuttal those to, to maybe you can sell me I'm going to see the movie a second time oh, yeah, this I'm weekend going to. So. Um, I want to put, bring up one more point that was really really great. Two more, actually, points. One is, obviously, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. After seeing this movie, I can't wait to see his own solo movie because he just killed it. He absolutely killed the role as um, uh, T'Challa, the now Black Panther and King of Wakanda. Yeah, I was kind of mad on Black Panther. Really? Yeah. I you don't are know. just taking minority opinions every which way today. No, I, I'm, I'm just being serious. I, oh, I, I really, I really didn't... I, I really just didn't get that interested into the Black Panther character. Okay. And I just wanted Maybe to, a solo movie will change my mind. Right. I just want to discuss one last thing that I really loved, and that was the continuation of two great storylines. What one was obviously Steve Rogers' distrust of large organizations following um uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. And more importantly, Tony's regrets for for the weapons he's created that started probably um we could say in the first Iron Man movie, but Definitely since the first Avengers movie where he's started realizing the powers that these people wield are kind of dangerous. And I just loved how they were able to play both of those out. Yeah. I mean, some people will say this probably should have been just called an Avengers movie. I would contend maybe just for that one scene at the airport, they could have just cut out um, uh, pretty much a bunch of of the players and just had – Captain America, Falcon, and Bucky versus T'Challa, War Machine, and Iron Man, then it wouldn't have been as Avengers. But I just thought it was um, a great story, a story told well, and it had a perfect scope to me. Yeah, so, I mean, I've noted on the podcast uh, when we were looking at trailers that my biggest worry with this movie was that it looked too much like an Avengers movie and not like a Captain America movie. And... I contend I, I, they pulled off the iron. I contend they pulled off the Captain America with just a touch of Avengers thrown in. See, I, I, I'm still I, when when the movie was going on and and as it ends, and just having discussions and even just thinking about our discussion up to this point, Brad. Yeah. We have not even talked about Captain America. I, We've talked I, about how great all these other characters are. I just talked about how great Rogers was in um in his um uh, distrust you know, of government but, and how he um uh, was fighting to get. Bucky back because he found out that Bucky was framed. No, I mean, and I, I mean, I I did like how they really did focus on uh, Captain America's point of view of all of this. Yes, I I I I liked that. They made I, Iron I, Man I, I, the antagonist. They made yeah, they made Tony Stark the villain. But um, to kind of further my point on on I, I mean, this movie was two and a half hours long, and. You know, there's just like a few. I mean, I got a long list of things okay. that kind of bothered me about this movie. Let's get into them. But um, it just kind of going off what we're talking about. Just an example here. Okay. Tony Stark. Right. Giving a speech at MIT, mm-hmm. showing this, you know, this vision of his younger self. Why is that necessary in a Captain America movie? Because it was um necessary to see him uh, meet up with um uh, someone who's fa- 
family member had been killed and why he's on the supporting the Zakovia Accords. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like that whole scene was unnecessary. You see, I understand your issues here, but if then they hadn't have had them in as much, then people would be saying, well, this is a happening in the Marvel Universe. Why wasn't Tony Stark there? Why wasn't um, a Black Widow there? Why weren't all these people there? The only story that I will say that probably could have been uh, left on the cutting room floor was the Wanda Vision uh, backstory. Oh, story. God, that, that was, was that, brutal. That was definitely not needed. They could have left that on the cutting room floor, and no one would have been the wiser. That was bad. I will grant you that one. That is one of my biggest complaints was that was not necessary. That should have been reserved for an Avengers can movie. I, can I just say Vision's probably my least liked character in, in I think in that's true of everyone. He's just – he doesn't have any charisma. Yeah. He doesn't got nothing going for him. Yeah. No uh, swagger. Um, so we're speaking of some of our Avenger characters, there was a mention of Thor and Hulk. Yes. But no appearances. So I guess an, another question I had is – you know, you'd you'd think opposite end of the spectrum now. You'd think they they that these guys would be invested into this idea and and they would be picking a side. Um, I mean, Brad, what what is it that Thor's doing that's so important that he can't get involved in this at all? Well, I, same I'm with ho- Bruce Banner. I'm hoping. Well, with Thor, I'm hoping we'll f- see if um that's explained away in the next Thor movie, which is what I expect will happen. He's somewhere off world. It's Thor. But yeah. Bruce Banner, he could just be lost in the wind because he's that kind of guy. So, yeah. I but mean, th- they kind of wrote him out. But I completely understand. It's the exact opposite now of what you were saying. Was okay if you're going to have all these guys, why don't you have all these guys? Yeah. Um, I want to go back and talk about the Tony Stark and Spider-Man discussion. Yes. So this is something that just kind of bothered me. I mean, I love Tom Holland. I, I love, oh. and, and and I I know they have to introduce Spider Man into the realm somehow, but I just don't like the way they did it. You so see, I so, loved it. So Tony Stark discovers YouTube videos of this kid in New York. Yes. And he goes to his house. He knows who he is. Yes. And you know, and the kid clearly is fumbling over his words. He doesn't know what to say. Uh, mm-hmm. He he lacks confidence in himself. Well, that's that is and, Peter and, Parker and, to a T. Oh, I know, I know, and that's great. But when you think about billionaire Tony Stark, Mister Serious, why would you hire that kid? Why would you want to bring that kid into this into this battle and into this fight and take him under your wings? Like, what is it about this kid that sold Tony Stark? And I'm going to help this kid. I'm going to build him a suit, and he's going to help me fight. Well, because obviously he can see that he has super strength and um, all sorts of other And abilities. not to mention the kid also admitted that he's only had these powers for six months. Yes. And first of all, I I love that they um, had Tony Stark figure it out because it's the exact opposite in Batman versus Superman where Lex Luthor was able to figure everything out. Tony Stark has earned the ability to say, okay, I can figure this out over the course of the however many movies um, Tony Stark has been in. I can buy that, that he can figure this out. You saw in Iron Man 2 that he had all those videos from uh, other countries trying to build their own Iron Man suits. I buy that he was able to figure this out. Yeah, he's, no, I, I do too. He's earned that right. I, I do too. I guess I was just looking for more uh, of a better because, introduction for the two characters. Like maybe I would have liked to see Tony Stark in New York doing yeah. something and he sees Spider-Man. 
and is like, who is this guy, you know, and kind of takes an interest into him that way versus just, oh, I saw these videos on YouTube. Like Tony Stark watches YouTube. Well, you have to remember, Tony Stark hasn't been Iron Manning for a while, so he's been away from the Avengers, basically. So he's had six months to try and piece this all together. And, you know, there's a new superhero on the block, a new superhero in New York, the place where that he calls home. I think he would take the time to try and figure out who the heck it is. I'm willing to buy that. All right. Now, I'd buy that for a dollar. Now, now, one thing that, wow, a lot of people are not going to like my next comment. I already know a lot of people are not going to like my remember, next comment. his Twitter is at Metal John Radio. But, Send the hate towards him. I'm but, just outsider Brad. But I have I have a reason why, all right? Okay. I, Drop the bomb. I absolutely hated the cheesy Empire Strikes Back reference. I did, too. And I'll tell you Thank why. Thank you. Fist pounded, Brad. I'll tell you why. It wasn't that I um, they, they shoehorned it in. The fact that a, a super nerd would call it, do you remember that old movie? He just would have said, hey, do you guys remember an Empire Strikes Back? When they were going after, and when he said, he also said, going after the big robots. He would have said, this is a nerd. He would have said, hey, do you guys remember an Empire when Luke um, took down the AT-ATs in his um, snow speeder? That's what he would have said. He would not have said, do you remember that in that old movie, Empire Strikes Back, where they were taking on those big robots? That's not the line he would have given. Yeah. All right. So you, you don't like it because you don't like the way he delivered the line. I don't like it because I felt like it's it was too Disney for me. It was Disney saying, you know what? Well, we own the rights to this, so we can reference our other movies. No, I thought movies. Th- I thought that was genius. I, I thought uh, See, I thought that was a little too too. Too, I just, I just too think, commercial for Disney. I think the um, delivery was a little clunky, personally. But that's me. I mean, pff, I mean, it was a very apt reference, though, because they're taking on a giant that they can't seem to take down. So take out his legs. Yeah. And obviously, it's an illusion that would have to be made because once you see it, people would be saying, oh, that's like that scene from Empire. So they just um, uh, um, hung a light on it and had fun with it. I liked it. All right. Um, the Peggy Carter death. Um Issue with that is, first of all, it didn't even seem tragic. Nah. It felt like it was just a filler. You know, uh, Captain, no emotion. Well, no emotion. His only reaction was he gets the message. He's like, I got to go. And then the audience is like, what's he talking about? Oh, 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 Peggy, oh, it's um, Peggy. Well, yeah, oh, I got that right I mean, away. and, you know, it just really, to me, it didn't come across. It, it lacked that, what a, see, what a big character's death should include is like that emotion you know it, it just didn't have it i can i can definitely see that but what would you want him to do start weeping i mean maybe i'm a get off screen in a small tear but it's captain america he, yeah he has to be stoic in the face of adversity or or i would have liked to maybe see them turn this death scene into a way to motivate captain america to you know, it, it, yes. it fuel it to fuel something. You to know? fuel the um, conflict that was coming between him and uh, Tony, obviously. And and let's talk about that. So, one thing that we thought may happen in this movie that did not happen was there was no Captain America death. No, he does not die. They are. I do, actually want to make one. I want to make a note that I liked the ending because, despite the fact that it seems to end on a series of down notes, it is yet somehow hopeful because. While, yeah, they're now um, uh, the, um, hunted, they're still going to be there. And I kind of like that they were able to pull that off. I mean, they're um, all vigilantes. They're all wanted from justice. And Bucky's going back into suspended a- um, animation. And yet, they're still going to be heroes. And I kind of liked the optimism there, despite all their losses. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I guess I'm just I I'm I'm really kind of bummed out that they that I felt like someone should have died. Yeah. Well, see, and, and I thought like this would have been great uh on several reasons if they would have killed off Captain America because one thing and I I'm sure you got to agree with me at some point here. One thing that all of the Marvel Avenger related movies have in common is none of them end with a cliffhanger. That would have been the ultimate cliffhanger. Captain America dies. You know, I right. yeah, ended on a sad note. Ended on a do do something you've never done before, and 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 leave the audience walking out of that theater in silence. You know, they had an opportunity to do it, and they could have done it with the Captain America death scene. They but could they have. Didn't. And 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 part of me, this goes back to my whole worry about Disney owning all these rights. I feel like Disney's like, no, we can't kill him because he sells toys. You see, the thing is, then everyone would be talking about it like at the end of um, Batman versus Superman. We're like, well, I wonder how they're going to write him back because they know he's signed on for at least one more movie after this one. That's the problem is there's too many smart fans. So I understand your problem. I actually sort of like that they had um, a war machine get crippled and that's going to be there as a forever lasting reminder for... Tony and they could have killed him. Oh. No, no, I like I like it better that he's maimed because that means he's a forever lasting reminder for Tony that these powers are dangerous and reinforces the fact that, yeah, he might be right. All right. Now, I do actually have one issue that I um, uh, want to bring up, and mine is the battle that um, uh, at the end of the movie. You had this whole great battle of, about them battling, uh, trying to bring Bucky in, and then everyone's good um, – uh, happy again because obviously Tony finds out that yes Bucky was indeed framed but then they start fighting again because 20 to 5 years ago when uh, Bucky was still um, uh, hypnotized he was ordered to kill Tony's parents and you'd think Tony would have be a smart enough guy intelligent enough guy to realize that he wasn't in control of his actions in that case yeah uh, yeah. I, I just kind of felt that conflict was manufactured. I don't know what else they could have do. I mean, I loved um. Uh, by the way, we haven't talked about um uh, the villain whose name is now escaping me. I had it in front of me earlier. He was also the bad guy in Inglorious Bastards. Yes, a, a, <laughs> the Baron. We'll just call him the Baron because I know he's what he's based off of. But the Baron um uh, to completely destroy the team from the inside. I thought that was a great plan. By the way, just break up the Avengers and uh, all their cohesiveness. Yeah, I mean, I, I was sitting there the whole time thinking he was working for somebody else. Yeah. Like, somebody else had, had planted him to do these things. And and I thought maybe that was going to be part of the reveals at the end is that we're going to find out who is working for this guy. But then well, we I, get this whole story about how he's actually, you know, something that he's been working on by himself because of the loss of his family. I wouldn't put it past Marvel to say that that was just a cover story. But that's just me. But it does kind of make it better that um, the reason why he wanted to take down the Avengers was a personal reason that he lost his family kind of makes him somewhat redeemable. Yeah. But if he's because if he's just working with Red Skull, it's not as redeemable. But we'll see going forward, obviously, whether Red Skull pops up again in the next Captain America movie. But I like that they were. You know what? They had the guts to pretty much break up the Avengers, uh, break up uh, them and make um, the, a bunch of the heroes. Um, well, at least um, wanted people. Yeah. All right. Well, let's um. I, do, let me. I'm gonna point out some Easter eggs. We'll we'll go over before, some Easter before eggs we before we jump into up. the um. Uh, well, let's jump before we do the Easter eggs. Let's do what is the inevitable. 
tell tell me why you liked Batman versus Superman more than Captain America Civil War. And um, it can't just be because Batman is in it. No, it's not because of that. But um, from an entertainment value standpoint, mm-hmm. I felt I was more entertained watching Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. I felt Batman versus Superman was really a lot more nonstop. It was just one thing after another after another was really? going on. Because when where I, was... I felt like the first 45 minutes of this movie, you could have cut that down to 20 minutes. You see, I completely disagree because I remember Batman versus Superman and I remember the um, complaints against it was that the first half was really, really bleeping dull. And I completely agree. What I loved about this one was this one started off with a great fight scene in uh, Zarkovia. And then you um, had um, uh, them go to Germany and have a great fight scene there and a nice chase. No, there was a lot. I mean, I'm not criticizing the action sequences in this movie. I mean, I the, the action that, in this movie was better than Batman vs. Superman's yes, action yeah. sequences. I will give it that. Because – and I want – I mean, I, and, I, and that airport scene – all right, better than the Batman versus Superman yeah. fight, unfortunately, I mean, and I, definitely I, better than the Batman Superman versus Doomsday fight, yeah. which was well. I, I, I was just going to point out one major thing, one major complaint that I have in common with both Batman versus Superman and Civil War is both of them gave away too much in the trailers. Oh, of course. You watch the Batman versus Superman trailer, we saw the whole movie in the trailer. Oh yeah, I mean, Captain America: said- Civil War, we sort of saw the whole thing. We know there's conflict. We know they disagree. We know they pick sides. And we know they fight at the airport. That airport scene was, what, an hour and change into the movie? Oh. So that's why I'm saying that I'm a little – I'm just sitting there like, come on. Are, when are we going to get to this scene? Right. I do want to give the um, Civil War credit for one thing, is the fact that they did edit Spider-Man out of the commercials for the um, uh, airport scene for when they were doing the run. I thought that was genius, by the way. Yeah. But the reason why I liked the fight scenes so much more in this movie than in uh, Batman versus Superman was – they were actual fight scenes. In Batman versus Superman, they were action scenes like driving or Superman just one punching, knocking out a guy in the beginning. These were actual pitched hand-to-hand combat scenes. Actual hand-to-hand, because the best, my, in my opinion, the best fight scene in Batman versus Superman was the one where Batman goes in and takes out the gang. I thought that was their best fight scene. And that was what pretty much every fight scene was in this one was actual pitched combat hand-to-hand and then people being badasses. That's why I liked this one more because I had a smile on my face from um, uh, end of start to finish on this one. I started liking Batman versus Superman about halfway through when I um, noticed like, okay, this might be a fun bad movie. And that's when I started having more fun with Batman versus Superman. But that's just me. But let's jump into the Easter eggs. Um, so uh, one to point out for you Arrested Development fans, the Bluth stair car made an appearance that at the awesome. airport scene um by the way and it's both civil war and winter soldier directed by anthony and joseph uh, russo they did work on arrested development they directed i want to say 14 episodes including the pilot so uh if you take a look at the airport scene look for the bluth stair car it's that is there. awesome i am going i'm going to be seeing it again pretty soon uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go see it again tomorrow so maybe, maybe i'll have a little bit of a change of heart um the uh the prison cell holding bucky is cell D23. Well, D23 is Disney's annual fan convention. There's also rumors that a lot of these Marvel exclusive footages and 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 panels and stuff might be moving to that convention, which... That would be smart for them, but um, kind of stink for the fans. Yeah. 
Um, so another thing to point out, that, and this is just one of those things you really got to be looking for. After Captain America and Iron Man fight at the end of the movie and Stark is laying on the ground beaten, the camera pans across his mask, uh, which is kind of crumbled up. It's got dents and holes in it. But if you look at the mask closely, it, res- it resembles an Ultron bot mm. face. With, like, the dents in the cheeks. Well, you know what? Any kind of Iron Man mask is going to kind of yeah. resemble that. But I, I, I'm not going to call that one a uh, Easter egg. I'm going to call it, I think, someone stretching there, personally. Uh, this one here, I, I'm really surprised. I didn't even think about this. But if you think about those code words that were used on Bucky. Yeah. Freight car. Freight car is where he was when he fell off. One. And Homecoming. Home, one, I uh, don't know, but Homecoming, obviously, for next year's Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, well, Spider-Man solo movie, obviously, is called Spider-Man Homecoming. I can't wait. Um, but, that but, is, but that is, uh, you know, but isn't, uh, I, I think the one is more or less, like, in reference to finally a Spider-Man, you know. Right. Thing, And then the, the yeah, and then the, the freight car. Um, that one was obvious to me. Yeah, but uh, it was cool that they put Homecoming in there, obviously, with Spider-Man's solo movie called homecoming so that was yeah. another thing that somebody pointed out i didn't even catch it when i was watching the movie I, I i picked up the i picked up homecoming and freight car right away yeah but it's me any other easter eggs before we close it on that's out? uh that's it for the easter eggs that i found so far we'll okay. see if we can find some more and uh, i'm sure we're going to talk next week talk more about it because i think by the time next week rolls around i know i would have seen it a second time i'm going to do my best to see it another time i obviously um i'm actually going to go out with my um uh family for mother's day tomorrow but i'm going to be definitely try and catch it again i just have to say for my money this was the best superhero movie released this year i liked it more than batman versus superman and i liked it more than deadpool this was my favorite so far but there's obviously a whole swath of them coming still still have suicide squad still have teenage mutant ninja turtles and x-men and even doctor strange all coming your way still and we will have uh, our discussions right here yep and by the way happy comic book day happy free comic day if you are it is the seventh you can go out and get some free comics if you're listening to this on the 8th, no free comics. I am Brad Risto at Outsider Brad. He is Metal John. I'm at Metal John Radio on Twitter. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back next week.